Leah Kendra Anderson of the Cree Nation was born to parents Gilbert Duke and Sally Anderson and grew up alongside her two sisters and her brother in Thompson, Manitoba. In 2003, however, tragedy struck. When Leah was just six years old, her father Gilbert was murdered, leaving the family devastated. Their mother, Sally, understandably struggled terribly and fell into addiction. As a result of this, Leah and her three siblings entered the foster care system and resided in 13 different foster homes during the years that followed. Eventually, Leah's maternal aunt, Myra Anderson, and her husband, Wayne Okimo, decided to take the four children into their care. And in 2005, Leah and her siblings moved to the isolated community of God's Lake Narrows, a place in northern Manitoba so remote that it is only accessible via ice road or air during the winter months. Despite having a somewhat troubled start in life, Leah was a resilient young woman who always had a positive outlook in life. She was described as a vibrant 15-year-old who was very proud of her Cree heritage. She was artistic and loved to dance, sing and ice skate, and even had set her sights on attending the University of Winnipeg to study art. Leah was also very involved in her local community, and according to those who knew her best, she always put others before herself. At one stage, she was even selected to be a youth chief. Her aunt described her as full of life and said that Leah always wanted to put a smile on people's faces. Early January of 2013 was bitterly cold in Manitoba and it was Leah's final weekend in God's Lake Narrows before returning to school in Cranberry Portage. At approximately 7.30pm on January 4th, 2013, Leah left her aunt and uncle's home to go ice skating. The 15-year-old schoolgirl had initially made plans to go to the ice rink with some friends. However, they cancelled. This didn't deter Leah, however, who decided to go skating anyway by herself. Before leaving the home, Leah's aunt Myra reminded her to return by her curfew. Leah acknowledged her aunt, then left the home. However, tragically, she never returned. One of her school friends stopped by the Anderson home shortly afterwards looking for her, but by this point, she had already left. Leah's friend waited at the ice rink, but she never showed. 
Leah's curfew came and went, but her aunt and uncle believed that she had simply decided to stay over at a friend's house. However, they grew increasingly concerned after Leah failed to return home by morning and didn't make any contact with them to tell them where she was. This behaviour was highly unusual and having not heard from Leah at all since she left the house the previous evening, Myra and Wayne were certain something was awry. They and the entire local community went out to look for the missing teen, despite the heavy snow and treacherous conditions hindering their efforts somewhat. On Sunday the 6th of January, Leah's family heard a report on the radio regarding a body being found by a snowmobile trail on the reserve at around 10am that morning. As a result, the reserve police gathered everyone together for a headcount and one person was missing, soon confirmed to be Leah Anderson. According to reports, Leah was in a horrific state. Her body was very badly disfigured, which led authorities to initially conclude that she had been mauled by wolves or wild dogs. She was found with her bag alongside her, her skates later being found in the spring in nearby bushes once the snow had thawed both of which were confirmed to have belonged to Leah by her sister. An autopsy was subsequently conducted. However, the medical examiner's findings revealed something much more sinister. Leah had not been mauled by a wild animal, but she had, in fact, been savagely beaten. Defensive wounds were also found on her body, meaning that she fought against her attacker. The case was now officially deemed a homicide. Her toxicology results revealed no drugs or alcohol in her system, and even more interestingly, unidentified male DNA was found on her clothing and remains. It was estimated that Leah had been killed sometime prior to 10pm on January 4th, the perpetrator having dumped her body along the remote trail sometime afterwards. The RCMP believed that Leah's killer was from within the local community due to the fact that during the weekend of the teen's death, the ice roads leading to God's Lake Narrows were all closed, giving the killer a prime opportunity to dispose of a body without being seen. They must have known that the ice roads were closed. Since the RCMP believed that Leah's killer was local, they thought that catching the murderer would be easy. However, after only a few days investigating, this proved not to be the case. DNA was taken from God's Lake Narrows residents, most of whom gave it to authorities voluntarily, but it seemed that the RCMP couldn't tie anyone within the community to this horrendous crime. 
Without any clues to work with, the RCMP left God's Lake Narrows after a few days, no closer to finding the killer. This was a devastating blow to Leah's family, who were desperate for answers. They believed that police didn't investigate the case as thoroughly as they should have, especially at the site where Leah's body was found. The snow was extremely deep, which may have caused the RCMP to miss crucial pieces of evidence. The Anderson family worry that something vital was missed, or worse still, that there was a cover-up of some kind. Despite authorities believing that whoever killed Leah was local, her family wanted the RCMP to also look down the avenue that the killer might have been from outside the reservation as well, in order to make sure that all bases were covered. According to numerous sources, it is common practice for people to smuggle alcohol into the reserve, where alcohol is banned, via the snowmobile trails. This suggests that Leah's killer may have had access to a snowmobile, given where her body was found, though any tracks they left would have been covered up by heavy snowfall. Following the heartbreaking news that 15-year-old Leah had been murdered, rumours circulated around the reservation in regards to her final movements on the night she died and who could have been responsible. Some rumours placed Leah at a house party on the night in question. However, the teen girl who held the party denied that Leah had ever been there. Anderson's boyfriend, Max Chubb, had even allegedly gone to look for Leah at the party, though he was allegedly refused entry because it was an all-girls party. Max was questioned by police, took a lie detector, which he passed, and his home was searched, but nothing of significance was found. According to the Stories of the Unsolved website, Max's brother Stephen was at the centre of another sinister rumour. He had allegedly told an unidentified female that he had killed someone, though he wouldn't identify who. He later told CBC's Connie Walker that he was just joking around. Interestingly, Stephen had sent Leah a message on Facebook the morning after she disappeared, reading, I hope you didn't tell on us, or something of a similar effect. It came to light that the pair allegedly had a secret relationship, which ended a few months prior to Leah's death. Whether this overlapped with Leah's relationship with Max is not clear, nor is it clear why Stephen messaged that exact morning to ask Leah to not reveal their relationship, which had ended months prior to her family. This naturally led many people to grow suspicious of Stephen. RCMP officers questioned him and administered two lie detector tests, both of which he passed. 
Stephen's DNA was taken in 2019 and was due to be compared to the male DNA found on Leah's remains. However, no further updates in regards to any results have been made public. Stephen himself, however, stated that he wanted the DNA results to help clear his name. Police did bring in numerous individuals for questioning following the vicious crime. However, all suspects were eventually ruled out. The RCMP did state, however, that they believe the killer was most likely known to the victim. Regardless of whether the killer was from God's Lake Narrows or was an outsider, nobody has ever been charged with the murder of Leah Anderson. Myra Anderson, Leah's aunt, rarely ever gets updates from the RCMP in regards to the case, though they do occasionally post about her on their social media platforms. Very little has been done in this case and the lack of progress has resulted in almost a standstill. The extremely slow progress has understandably left Leah's family angry and frustrated. They want the RCMP to do more to apprehend Leah's killer. Her loved ones even protested outside of the RCMP headquarters in Winnipeg in April of 2016, wanting something to be done and, more importantly, for justice to be served. The year prior, in 2015, Leah's aunt, Josie Anderson, and her ex-husband, Justin Stevenson, alongside Leah's family, organised an annual 800-kilometre walk from God's Lake Narrows to Winnipeg to help raise awareness of Leah's case. They didn't want Leah's story to be forgotten, left on a shelf to gather dust, like so many other missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls. They want answers, and for the RCMP to act now. Josie told us at the Stolen Sisters podcast that many people have voiced their opinions about putting Leah's case to rest, but because she was murdered in such a brutal way, Josie believes that justice is desperately needed. These upsetting remarks leave Josie feeling angry, as these individuals don't know how harrowing it is for Leah's loved ones every single day, not knowing what happened to her. Josie told us, I will stand for justice for however long it takes. In 2017, it was revealed that a 23-year-old male was arrested in connection with Leah's murder due to new significant information coming to light. However, the male individual in question was released without charge the following day. Despite this, however, the individual, who still remains publicly unidentified, still remains a suspect in this case.
In 2013, the local community of God's Lake Narrows offered a $10,000 reward for any information leading to an arrest in this case, a reward which now stands at $11,000. According to the RCMP, the investigation into Leah's murder is ongoing and due to this, they cannot comment any further. Who would kill a promising 15-year-old girl with such brutality and why? Does the truth lie within the small community of God's Lake Narrows? Does Leah's killer still sit among them? Many believe so. What was once believed to be a safe community is now a place where many fear to tread. Leah has most certainly not been forgotten by those who loved her the most. Her sister Tiffany gave birth to a baby girl whom she named after her sister and has pledged that she will continue to fight for justice for her sister alongside her family. What happened in Leah's final hours remains shrouded in mystery. What happened during the time following her leaving her home whilst walking to the ice rink is unknown. Did she bump into an acquaintance or a seemingly kind stranger with ill intent? What happened leading up to and following Leah's death is sadly something which we will most likely never know. Did she and the perpetrator get into an altercation of some kind, or was this an unprovoked attack? The sheer brutality of the crime shook the God's Lake Narrows community to the core, but they have never forgotten Leah. Unfortunately, her killer has never been found. All her family wants is answers and, more importantly, justice for a bright, artistic and vibrant 15-year-old girl who was stolen so cruelly from this world far too soon. Before we end this episode, we would like to thank Josephine Josie Anderson, Leah's aunt, for helping us verify the facts in putting this episode together. We truly appreciate all your help. Anyone with any information regarding the murder of Leah Anderson are asked to contact the Winnipeg Detachment of the RCMP at 204-983-5420 or if you wish to remain anonymous, you can contact Crime Stoppers at 1-800-222-8400. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to today's podcast. We will be back very soon with a new episode. Stay safe. Mm-hmm.